Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. To early man, the sun was divine. But to modern man, the sun is a vast nuclear power plant that may hold the solution to his energy problems. Climate experts believe the next ice age is on its way. According to recent evidence, it could come sooner than anyone had expected. At weather stations in the far north, temperatures have been dropping for 30 years. Sea coasts, long free of summer ice, are now blocked year-round. According to some climatologists, within a lifetime, we might be living in the next ice age. Ty Webb, Heavy Longmire, Gustave Mateblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato, enlighten me. Well, hello, my friends. It's Gustav here. This is Can You Hear Me, the podcast that's used to be three guys talking about stuff, but here lately it's only been two guys. And the two guys this week are me, your old pal, and Professor Brad. Brad, of course, is the co-host of Blow the Belt on the Blowout Podcast Network. He's also a noted author and historian, and you can find his latest book, Arredondo, on Amazon. And it is a uh, very scholarly and detailed treatment of Arredondo, the Commandant General of New Spain. And that's before Santa Ana came to power. So it's a piece of history that I wasn't as familiar with as I may have thought I was. And so it's been very enlightening as I read Brad's book. And if you'd like to contact us, Brad is at Below the Belt Pod on Twitter. And you can find me at Real Gustav. And as always, you can email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com. I want to thank Brad again. He's a great friend, good dude, and he was kind enough to sit down and just talk about all the crazy stuff that he and I usually end up talking about. It was great fun, and I can't wait till we get together again. So without further ado, here's part two of my chat with Brad. Oh, here's one from Fake Sports Bot. Awesome. From Josh. All right. Would Brad give up a toe for a year of free food from Aldi? How many toes for a lifetime of Aldi? Man, I'd I'd give up easily four toes for a lifetime. No no question. I I might even go two per foot. Yeah, I might you need the I don't know the you balancing need your big issues. Toe. Yeah. I, I I'd give up six toes for a lifetime of Aldi. No question. I don't know if I'd give up one for a year of Aldi. Like one a year of real food, I'd probably give up a toe for a year of real food because what's that? A couple thousand bucks. So would you? So food costs what six thousand, seven thousand dollars a year for a human or something? So so you'd give up a toe for six thousand dollars? Probably. Holy shit! But just I'm not using the bottom this toe like anyway. A, this is like a There's damn Alfred Hitchcock presents episode where the guy is going to cut off his pinky if the 
the lighter doesn't Pinky's switch. Pinky's a different story, man. I, mean, I, 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 I need like at least 8,000 bucks oh for Pinky. Gosh. The value of your body is shockingly low. <laughs> All right, another one from Josh. Which STD would Brad take in exchange for Arredondo to be a number one time, New York Times number one bestseller and lots of the monies? I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing HIV. I'm not doing AIDS, obviously. Well, H- HIV leads leads AIDS. AIDS. Yeah. Yes. You don't want HPV. You don't want anything viral. But does that... You want something... If you're going to do this... You don't want anything that stays with you. Yeah. You don't want anything viral. You want something that is bacterial and that can be cured fairly Chlamydia easily. easily. No question I'd do that. Chlamydia? Okay. Yeah, that's that. You just need um, Valtrex. No. Is that Valtrex? Valtrex is an antiviral. Um, Valtrex does not cure. Valtrex just suppresses. Antibacterial. Yes. Antibacterial. So you can do that with the chlamydia. Or, although chlamydia might actually be a flagellate. But anyway. I had uh, a buddy at chlamydia lately. Not too long ago. <laughs> I won't get into that. But, uh, <laughs> wait, wait a second. Was it the buddy that you told me about that engages in some I think this is a, a different much one. more in, in interesting life than, than we do? I think this is a different one. I don't know who you're talking right. about in particular, but I think it's a different one. But um, well, right now there are reports of some very uh, strong antiviral resistant or antibacterial resistant. I think gonorrhea, which used to be isn't that chlamydia? That's not the no, same thing. No, okay, no, no. You have you. Have, we have three main bacterial STDs. Am I going to be gonorrhea, pissing out like syphilis. clam soup or clam chowder? Yes. Gonorrhea, syphilis, and chlamydia. Although, I think typically... I don't want syphilis. Chlamydia is asymptomatic in men. Josh didn't let. Josh didn't say how long you had to keep the STD. Well, I assume that you just get it. So, I assume that if it's something that's with you forever, it's going to stay with you forever. Like, what is the... I can't even think the name of it. Herpes. Was That that one's forever, right? Herpes is viral. That's forever. And, and, um, and genital warts, which is HPV, that's forever. Okay. How long? How often does that stuff appear? I'm pretending I don't know. Uh, it would just I'm, depend. I'm pretending that my penis isn't riddled with right. It would just depend upon. It's like a ninja turtle. Your general uh, health, I think, and okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's possible for I somebody. May do, I may do herpes and HPV. Then it's possible for somebody to do uh, be symptomatic, asymptomatic for HPV. You know what? I'll do those two because well, I'm not I using the thing only, anyway. I think you only have to do one. Let's just do two. Let's go. Why don't you I'll, save the second one for your next book? I'm doing anything. I'm not going to use my penis anymore. So, but if you're a number one New York Times bestseller, don't you think there'd at least be some book hag that you could bang, some librarian or a girl that works at a bookseller place when you stop by in Minneapolis to to hawk Arredondo on your book tour? Go on Craigslist and do the herpes only section. Is that a sec? I, I I'm, well, again, you're I'm the one that just brought know, that up. So there is groups like that, right? I, I know there are groups that are for Bug HIV people. positive yeah. and HPV positive, and yeah, I'm sure there are. Then you got then you have the supposed bug chasers. I don't know if those are really real. I don't know. I don't believe that either. Uh, that's one of those things that I I'm not going to go out there and say there's nobody. Yeah, because there's no doubt the internet's proven that there's always somebody that has some type of strange proclivity. But I don't know that the bug chaser... I don't know if bug chasers existed until somebody came up with the notion. Does yep. that make sense? Yep. Like, 
I don't know that anybody ever thought just sitting there like, oh, it's so fucking hot. Yeah, like yeah, and, you know, because the internet's shown us things, and then people say, oh, well, that is kind of hot. Okay, now I'm into sitting in cakes. You know. Yep. I don't even know what that is either. That's, I need to, that's splashing. You've talked about that. Yeah, I've before. talked about okay. that. I don't understand it. I don't advocate it, but it's my go-to. It's pretty. It's pretty gen- vanilla as far as weird things. You know, like I don't even want. I like. I kind of want to ask more about it, but I'm not going. Well, to. I mean, it's just. It's like watching girls sit on a cake, but there's no shit or anything no, involved. It's, no, it's just people s- sitting or rubbing around in cakes or baked beans or something like that. Hmm. There's no scatology or golden shower or anything. It's just weird. Okay. Now I'm sure there's deviations of it, but to me, it's one of those things. Like there's probably somebody out there somewhere. Before the internet thinking, oh man, I wish I could watch a girl sit on a cake, but there's probably just one guy. But then as soon as the internet comes along, that guy gets a voice. Yeah. And then the second guy I sees that. I worry about that too. Like I worry about like kids getting on when they're 13 years old and they're sit there, never had any thinking about cake, but they're 13 years old. Their brain's going crazy. They see cake sitting stuff and now they're, they're cake sitters. Oh yeah. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it, it, just looking at the world that we came from, pornography was fairly straightforward. Uh, yeah, I don't even want to talk about this. They talked about this on Dragon. Well, Dragon. I'm going to talk about it for a second. Okay, but it was it was very you know this is it's all it's just whatever was in the movies or in some kind of non penetration magazine you found in a shed somewhere. There's you a know? Paul Newman movie where he was with some hot girls, governor of Louisiana. That that uh uh yeah. That there's the scene in that influenced whatever, anyway, right? But yeah. you know, but what I'm saying is, you know, it was very, it was very narrow pathway. The world only was as wide as you could see. Yeah. And now that world is is an expanded horizon, and anybody coming on, if there's no doubt that right or wrong, it's going to be a different world than what we grew up in. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'd be happy with cake sitters. I don't have any problem. I, I don't. I, I, I that doesn't do anything to me, or you know, it doesn't do anything for me. I don't understand it. I think it's funny. It's default. Fake Bailey J and I used to make fun of adult babies as our default thing, but then that got tied into Jake on the, the ticket. That got to be a oh, big yeah. running joke, and I kind of gave up on that, but because I didn't want to feel like I was on the bandwagon. She and I have been talking about fake babies for years, so that kind of ruined it. So I had to take up sploshing as my default okay. strange activity. All right. More from Josh. Okay. You think the dudes hold up in the Alamo were going all prison sex on each other in the showers? I don't think they were in there long enough. And there's women in there, too. There were women, families. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many showers there were. Oh, they had, uh, they had a eight bucket. showers. They had yeah. eight showers. And again... Uh, I don't think that that's probably what you're thinking of as you look over the wall and see Santa Ana's crew fire burning out there. You realize you're probably going to die. A lot of those guys under well, they, they even till the end they thought reinforcements were coming. So um, I don't know how much frontier gay sex was happening on the battlefield. Um, that's that's a, that's a good that's a, that's a good uh, uh, cut right there. That's like I mean that honestly is a good question because like on the submarine. You know, people would say, oh, you're going down there or whatever. There's nothing like that. We had a gay guy, I think I've talked about this before, on the submarine, but that poor guy was with, poor don't ask, don't tell. Right. Every single person knew he was gay, and he knew that he couldn't say anything because of whatever, so he would say, would be like, hey, what'd you do this weekend? He'd be like, oh, I went out with my girlfriend, and then me and 
her. Like he right, would, he'd had to sit there and. But I never heard of any gay stuff that took place underway. So I don't think I don't think it would have happened. Yeah, I don't know about underway. I do know that one of my mentors. Ah, I got a story. I'm sorry, but I don't. No. I'm not going to tell it right now. But okay, one of my mentors was a a Navy doc, mm-hmm. and he had lots and lots of tales about chiefs coming up with lots and lots of STDs that were of a don't ask, don't tell variety. I don't even know how that. I don't know what you're it getting was, at. Uh, it was it was a lot of anal warts. You can't can't you get those from non. None. It's no. It's pretty much okay. All right. Well, yeah. I guess I got to face reality then. Yeah. And it, but it was. It was. He said it was always these just hard ass chiefs, and they would come into the clinic and. I don't believe that. I mean, no, I, it's, the, it's not necessarily. I I bet there's no, another okay. explanation. No, it's not, and I, I don't doubt the 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 this man's word. Now, this would have been back in the '60s and okay. the '70s, so maybe a little bit different time. But it was certainly. It was certainly. Not a single instance. I'll tell you a story I heard. I had multiple people tell me it's true, but you have multiple people with these stories all the time. Supposedly, before I got to the submarine, they were underway, and uh, they pulled in, I can't remember exactly where, Italy or something. I wasn't on board, so this would be a year before I got on there. Supposedly, a guy got really drunk. Everybody got really drunk, just what sailors do. And they're going back into so you're you're pulled into port. Sometimes they'll pull a barge beside you so you don't have to sleep on the small racks. And suppose they're they're going back to this thing. An officer gets one of the drunk guys and says he's who's really drunk and says, uh, "I'll I'll take you back to your your bed or whatever." Suppose that guy then passes out on his bed, wakes up a little bit later. The officer's doing stuff to him. Supposedly, and this is the reason I don't believe the story. So another person who who hadn't happened to been on the first leg of the trip for whatever reason, wife having a baby or something, he is flies into Italy to get on board the boat. The kid tells the captain about that officer. The officer gets kicked off the submarine, and that officer is leaving the same time as this other person is coming onto the boat. And the person coming onto the boat sees the officer with all his bags and stuff, and supposedly he says, "Whose dick did you have to suck to get off, get off. the rest of the underway?" So this, I don't know if that's that, true that or not. That sounds so convenient. Well, it's such like a such a joke setup. Yes. Now my question, not knowing that, never having been in the navy myself, what is the turnover between cruises on a submarine? How much overlap of crew is there? I couldn't tell you. Maybe you know, a, uh, two thirds uh, stay from one to the next. Maybe maybe half. I yeah. Don't know. So I would say normal underway time. I bet it's a lot more now. I was fortunate I didn't have to, I only went on one uh, cruise, but um, I would say every six months, every two years, and then most people are on the submarine for three to four years, okay. uh, whatever that is. Yeah, it, if if it wasn't for such a punchline ending, yeah. uh, you know, you might, okay, you know, but yeah, that seems very, uh, I don't know. Anyway. I, I, I'm not going to get it. I've talked about the the people putting the dick in the hot dog buns. You yes. certainly acted gay, but yes. you never committed that gay was, acts. That was to prove that you weren't gay. Yes, yeah, I, I mentioned that yeah. before. Which I think I never have read any studies on that, but I think that seems to be kind of an archetypical yep. behavior. Masculine. Yeah. Yep. We got another one. It's it's Cody, and I think he's tying into Josh's question about Aldi's, and it's like one year of Dick's Sporting Goods. What would that bargain look look like? Man, I don't know if I would need that much stuff from Dick's Sporting Goods. There's a lot of stuff I want from there, but I think if you gave me one year, I'd just be buying like like food with it, like whatever, like protein bars or some stuff to eat, 
you know. Right. So I, I would probably actually less toes for Dick's Sporting Goods. Maybe two toes. <laughs> uh, uh, Aaron chimes in on Cray, uh, on Trey's question with a Dave Mason line of, there's only you and me and we just disagree. Ooh, you know that song? <laughs> I <Anyway. don't. laughs> And then Toledo posted a gif of Will Ferrell as the guy from the actor's studio. Oh, yeah. How I expect you to approach this episode, which is pretty valid. <laughs> yeah, we're doing that. I, I we are. To be different, but this is this very is like, going well. Like this. Well, I've got a topic I want to talk to you about. If you, if you got, time. oh, we got time. I may make break this into two parts. Okay. Do you so, need to get a drink or anything? No, I'm good. Um, so you guys, I, I think this was you guys. Like about two months ago, we we're talking about a little bit. You didn't get into as much as I wanted, or maybe I'm completely misremembering. About living off the grid. Was that you guys talking about We've that? We talked about that. We okay. have a a friend's parents that went off the grid. Okay. Uh, the Polynesians' parents moved up to Colorado, and I think it was going to be like, some. I can't remember, it was a large number, between forty and 15000 I can't remember how many dollars it was to run power from the gravel road yep. to where their home site was. Yep. But it was substantial. I, I can't remember the specifics. And they were just kind of like, fuck it. We got wood-burning stove. Uh, they, I think they put in a small wind generator, and they have some solar panels, and then I think they have a propane generator. How long ago was this? They've been up there for about eight years now, I think. My mom has the same issue. She lives a little bit west of Fort Worth, and they were going to string the power across. They wanted to get off the grid. But I guess Texas doesn't offer the same. I bet Colorado offers a lot of tax refunds and stuff for the the solar panels and mm-hmm. the wind generator. So she wasn't able to do that. But I bet nowadays with the price of that stuff going down as more people are buying it. And maybe Texas has started yeah, doing some tax credits. I, I haven't priced it. A long time ago, I, I got really interested in it. There used to be a magazine called Home Power that was dedicated awesome. to people. And this has been like 15 years ago. Okay. And I got real interested in it. Uh, but... A couple of things that I that that stalled me out on it. Well, at the time, and I haven't stayed abreast of it. You could get systems that would be wired into the grid. Okay, and there would be a disconnect so that if the grid went down to you, your home would cut off from the grid. Then, so it would make an island, but it wouldn't hurt the crew working. If like if the power line went down near you the crew wouldn't get shocked because of your house still generating okay. power type thing. But the problem with that was, and, and in those instances, and I can't remember if Texas had ever gotten to this, it probably has by now, your excess supply, you would be feeding the power grid. Yes, and you get money back. And you would get money back. Now, in a, a panel-only setup, you wouldn't be storing any of your power. You would just be constantly feeding the grid, and whatever you were taking in would be coming back from the grid, if that makes sense. Yes. So you would basically be an all-time contributor while the sun was out, but you would also be an all-time consumer, even though you were generating the power yourself. Yeah. Now, the other setups would be a battery bank, and then the excess of that, and I I'm, I'm, wouldn't do a, d- a good service of saying what all the technical names of it, but basically you would store up your power, and then anything over that, you would your battery capacity, you would feed off to the grid. Okay. Okay. And that way, if you would just use what you had, and then you would only buy what you needed. Yes. The problem with that 
and this goes for wind generators too, is that you have to maintain the batteries. That's what I'm wondering. And that's why I, I was thinking, because I hear the stuff about Tesla. I seems like Elon Musk is awesome, but everybody, some people say, but it seems like the batteries are generating the, these days. That was my big fear is that I'm going to have to be paying a dude to come out here every year to, to fix, fuck up the batteries. I don't know if that is that still the case. No, I don't know if it'd be every year, but you definitely have to make sure that the bat like so there's there's traditional wet batteries that mm-hmm. just have, you know just like a, it's just like our car battery that's not a steady battery a deep cycle battery yep. but like golf cart batteries are are similar to the type of battery you would use and for those you would have to make sure that the water levels were good unless you were using gel and those cost a lot more than a a water-based battery, and they're only going to last a certain amount of time, and they can fail just like a car battery can fail on you. And since I travel, I wouldn't want to burden my wife, who at the time when I was looking at this, you know, as we were, you know, about to have a family, she's going to have these little kids and these batteries. And batteries are heavy. I mean, yeah. you know, you picked up a, a truck-sized battery before. That's that's not lightweight. And you would have to have basically a, if not a room, a shed full of batteries to power a modern house. Well, the batteries, from what I understand nowadays, and again, I don't. I'm, this is a big question I have about this, but you don't have to store them anywhere else. Different nowadays, I think they're. You're, you're still going to have gas issues. You you are with the modern batteries. You're I, yeah. I mean, I don't unless something's changed. I mean, you're okay. still going to have you know that's there. The batteries are acidic. Okay. Yeah, uh, the whatever acid. Yeah, it's, it's sulfuric yeah. acid. So it's it's acidic. So you naturally have. Fumes I guess my from misunderstanding that. is is that I thought they had come up with shit to completely change the game. The gel ones may be okay. less of an issue there, but I want to say the gel ones are anywhere from double to triple cost. Okay, and when you're looking at a whole bank of batteries to power a house, now the other factor batteries are a lot cheaper now from what I understand. Batteries are cheaper and panels are cheaper. Yeah, they're hundred bucks you can get a solar panel. Well you can you can sell them on Amazon for hundred and twenty five. Okay, you can. And you okay. can go to Harbor Freight and get a forty five watt panel, you know, for like hundred and fifty bucks. Okay. Now the problem is how much we as a society, how much power we use. Okay. Now just looking around your your place right now, there are things that are drawing power as we sit here doing nothing. Yep. You know, your router, your Xbox, it's drawing power right yep. now. That uh, You've already shamed me enough. Quit calling no, stuff. No, no, I'm, I'm just, just it's, kidding. It's, 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 they call them phantom loads. Yep. And, you know, every iPhone charger, if it's plugged in, it's drawing power. And so the people that are hardcore into this, they have it where they can shut off the TV where it's, you know, yes. instead of unplugging it, you just have a power supply that you can switch off. But, you know, we live in Texas, and I'm not going to give up. My, or more importantly, my wife is not going to give up AC. Yes. And that's a heavy load on a solar system. This is another big thing I was worried about. So my friends, parents that are in, a, in the high country of Colorado, AC is not a problem. Yep. And you can always put on more clothes too. And they, you know, they when the winter comes. Yeah, I mean they they have a big wood burning stove, and you know, it's not to say it's not cold, but they're not using electric power for temperature control. And Texas, the way we live today, I I don't see it as a viable solution. All right, well, I'm going to give you my plan. Okay. Okay. So here's the deal: I don't like 
responsibilities like paying rent, paying power bill, for whatever reason, my brain, I forget to do that. And like when I have to do it, like I'm just, you know, squirreling around trying to evade doing that. I don't like having to do something, certain things at certain times. And I just love, you know, and obviously this isn't reality for me. I get, you know, I got kids, yeah. you know, whatever uh, to take care of. And so, but in, in, I'm about to say a perfect world, in a different world, um, I would love to just not have to pay rent, not have to pay anything. Now, Texas property tax, and we'll talk about that more in a second, but that's a whole other thing. But, um, I was thinking, I looked, started looking these things up. What if you got a train car? And I looked up the price of train cars, like the big metal ones. You can get those for 3,000 bucks, at least in the 10 seconds I looked this up. Okay. You know, so are you saying a box car? Box car. Or are you saying a storage container? Storage container. Okay. Well, is, that's the one that's, I don't know, I guess I don't know the difference. Well, a box car still has, a box car is in, built integral to the the chassis and it's got the wheels and everything. Storage container. The storage container, they, they it's like a roll-off dumpster. If what you they know have what on the is. boat and then they, yeah, yeah. They, and then they put that on, a, on the back of a truck and it rolls off yes. and the truck drives out. Yes, that's about $3,000. $3,000, okay. Hot as fuck. Hot as fuck, but my idea would be you, I looked up land prices in West Texas, you can get land near Marfa. First place I looked up, and but this was for a lot of acreage, something like 200 acres or something, $500 an acre. I bet you can find that cheaper if you get... You, you might, okay, so again, how much parcel you're going to buy. Yes. And then how much, you know, typically land's cheaper the more you buy of it. Yes. But at the same time, you don't need a hundred acres yeah. in Marfa, and let, you know. Yeah. But so I used to read a book. I've gone through. I'm afraid you're going to destroy my dream. No, here, no, but, not okay. at all. I've gone through cycles in my adulthood of where I get very interested and very active in emergency preparedness. Yep. And then I kind of ebb back a little bit, but I still maintain it and still have the stuff. And then I'll get more interested again at a different, something will happen and pique my interest. So I have dallied with these ideas myself. Okay. Okay. And I used to read a blog and I don't remember the name of it. It's probably gone by now, but it was a guy who was probably on the fringes of society to begin with. Yep. And he had basically done what you're thinking. Okay. And he had, he was, he was convinced that society was soon to collapse. Okay. And he was he didn't have much of a job. I can't remember what it was, but it was very marginal to begin with. Yep. And he was out somewhere, I don't know if he was in New Mexico or in West Texas. I never did or maybe Nevada. But he was buying small tracts of land. And I when I say small, like an acre. Okay. And just scrub. You know, nothing on it at all. But uh, he'd pay three or four hundred dollars for this piece of a acreage. He would either get a old RV or something like that and live on it off the grid. And you know he would go to town to use the internet to write this yep. blog type thing. It was existing on a level that I wouldn't be comfortable yes. at in my current state. It, it's at a level that I could exist at, but not that I would strive for. I would always want it to be better. And I never got the impression that this guy was really moving towards better. How old? How long ago was this? Oh, this would have been about 2010, maybe. All right. So here would be my counter argument. First, the guy's doing it wrong. Okay. First, so if if I did this, I'd get my box car. I'd pull it up. If you go out to Your Marfa, storage container, storage container. I'm sorry. Pull it up next to the way uh, the area around Marfa is. There's little 
things where I guess the plates, they're not mountains, but they're jutting out of the ground. Okay. It's, it's hills, mountains, jut, land jutting out. Okay. So I'm pulling my boxcar up to one of these. I'm finding a good good plot of land. Stick that in there. You know, try to find a place where an angle I can get good at. Cover it in dirt and essentially make the boxcar part of the mountain to where the temperature is going to be regulated by the earth surrounding it. So imagine, perfect case scenario, plot of land with like a U-shaped land jutting out. Stick the boxcar back in there, cover it with dirt. And then leave the front of it, like maybe a window or something, make that into to whatever. Uh, buy... Uh, 20 solar panels for, you know, two twenty five hundred bucks, and then a couple wind generators, a couple of these batteries. The problem is with the batteries, though. I don't, I need to look at how long they last, but well, it, portable AC unit or just a regular window unit or whatever, I think could, if you have that buried in the ground. it An AC unit draws an awful lot of energy, And that's what I'm worried about. So and that's one of those things where you would have to have a generator. You'd have to have a big bank of batteries. Yes. Or you'd have to have some type of generator. And for a generator to efficiency, it would have to be a propane generator. And when you step into the world of propane generators, that just costs more than what your shipping container costs. Because a gas generator, I don't know if you've ever seen how long one works. I guess you could, you know, turn it on and power up your AC for a little bit. Yeah. But gas generators are not efficient as okay. far as the amount of gas and and plus having to always have gasoline. Yep, that's another. You're going into there. You're you know, not getting away from the yeah, stuff. Yeah, you, you kind of. I don't. This guy was biking a lot to his crappy job in town and things like that. He was trying to really move away. But see, my thing is, you wouldn't need to do that anymore because you know you can get satellite internet or whatever. You don't have to go into town for all that. And I don't think that would actually require that much power for. Um, no, a laptop like. Those 45-watt solar panel, those three-panel sets you can get for Harbor Freight, it'll power a laptop. Yeah. You know, it would power probably a router receiver for satellite internet. And if you switched your lighting to LED, DC yes. lighting. Now, here's one of the problems okay. with us as America. We're on AC, yep. alternating current. The rest of the world's on, uh, everybody except North America is on DC. Are you sure about that? Are you sure it's not a di- just a different wattage or no, something? No, it's their DC. You sure? Europe is D.C. Okay. And for us, all of our appliances, everything we're looking at in here. Fucking Tesla. Exactly. Edison's who fucked us. Well, Edison wants D.C. No, Tesla wanted D.C. Nope. Tesla wanted A.C. We need to fact check that. One of us I'm, is, I'm telling you. One of us is right and one of us is wrong. I'm the right one. It's possible. But anyway, so for solar power, it's all D.C. And your batteries are D.C. So to power anything in this house, we would have to have an inverter. Yep. And cheap inverters waste more energy to heat. But the batteries have those on them today. No, when that, my, yeah, they have the actual plugs for... Uh, okay, so most batteries do not. Okay. Most batteries... May, they may I'm make, doing the Elon Musk shit. This well, they the may make batteries stuff. that do, but most batteries don't. Okay. Now, like you go buy a cheap inverter at Harbor Freight for 40 bucks. It's going to lose energy due to heat. And you can buy more expensive ones that are more efficient, but you're always going to have some net loss due to heat just by the nature of switching. I think my boy Elon Musk has solved this stuff. Well, they already have solved a lot of this because RVs use DC power. Yeah. So there's a lot of 
products out there that are already DC to begin with. I wired up a little 15-watt solar panel to a DC fan that I bought at a truck stop for my chicken coop years ago to keep them cool in the summer. Okay. Because I had a chicken die heat stroke. So, you know, that would, the sun would come up, power, the, it didn't have a battery attached to the system, but it would come up, hit the solar panel, fan starts turning, chickens stay cool until the sun's out the other side of the chicken coop past the trees and they don't need it as much anymore. That was fine because you can get DC fans all day long. But if, uh, even though my laptop is DC, because that's what, that wart, you know, for the power supply, it's converting AC to DC. I can't just plug it straight into DC. Well, I bet, let's say that's a scenario, all your lighting and everything except for essentially your laptop, you could just hook it up to be on DC coming straight from your batteries. But I think they've got it. I really do think they've got it to where... Well, they, they may have, but even then, you, if your battery even does have an inverter, yep. it's still losing power to heat. Okay. That's just a, that's the nature of the beast. But let's say it doesn't. You you could do your lighting, just get DC, just you can get, get some LED lights from Europe. You can get DC LED lights and go minimal use there. So your lights are fine. Your... Um, you, your laptop's going to be middle draw. You can have some fans that are DC powered, so you're not losing anything there. Now, the two biggest draws of power are going to be your refrigerator. I'm using a Yeti cooler. Okay, well, that's fine. And you, I have an ice machine, but I only turn it on. That's not how this works. You, they make propane fridges. Okay, I don't want propane. I'm wanting. Min- <clears throat> I mean, I'm, I'm going to need it, but you I want to have it for heat. I don't care about heat. That's not a concern to me, dude. The the ground that I've surrounded, the mountain I've surrounded with, is keeping me warm in the winter. It's not going to have that much thermal mass. I mean, how how cold have you spent more than one night? Uh, more than one night, I don't know. But I'm telling you, I I don't turn on the heat in the winter, and I know it doesn't get colder than 58 or whatever. Well, uh, but you know, I mean, there there's a big difference between 58 and 28. And, yeah. For a couple of days straight, and a couple of days straight, you are miserable. Now you can you could have now in Marfa, you're going to have to import the wood. It's not like you're going to have trees that you're going to go out there and cut. Well, what yourself. do I need the wood for? Well, wood burning stove for Man, heat. I'm telling you, I I think the the heat thing. That's I understand that's cold and, and things might change after a couple of weeks of just being in cold ass weather. I think you're underestimating cold i i think you're underestimating the insulation of a mountain surrounding you well now there's a big difference uh, you have in so you're, you're generating heat your body and so you, that if you're in this small little thing you're surrounded by this you're trapping the body heat and the odor of course and all that other stuff but anyway you're trapping it in there with you and so it might be a 28 degree night but again, you're insulated by the mountain, and then you're also uh, whatever your body heat, and then you got a bunch of clothes on. I bet it's going to stay. I bet it's not going to get that cold in there. If you've never, I, I, if the the misery of getting up in a house that doesn't have central heat yeah. in, in the winter, that is not a fun feeling to do every day. One day it's like okay, that's this sucks, but if you do it for multiple days. And we're not as tough as our previous generations yep. were. My my great aunts lived in the, the home place that had been in the family forever and didn't have central heater air. There was they only had one propane stove that ever got lit in in one room of the house. So they slept in the cold just under Yeah. I mean they eventually got electric blankets. That was their convenience. But it's it's not fun. 
And I gr- I get that you'd have some thermal mass due to bearing. Well, space heater. Space heaters draw a ton of amperage. Do they draw more than an AC unit? Because that's the whole problem here is can you generate enough power to run an AC unit slash heater? Well, you can. I mean, there's no doubt you can. But how much it's how much battery capacity do you have and how much regenerate, regenerative power are you going to have? Now, having wind with it out that's there. That's right, yep. And those things are cheap nowadays. You can get a wind thing for like two thousand bucks, I think. You can get a a low end one for a lot cheaper than that. Oh, really? Okay. I mean, you can go to like Fry's and go drop three or four hundred dollars and get a wind generator. No shit. Why don't we have those on the top of every house? I don't know why we don't have solar panels and small wind generators all over the place. I can understand solar panels; they're kind of unsightly or whatever. And the hail, I always worry about hail. Hail, but I know that they're making things better. But I don't like, need a fucking chimney. Give me a, a right. wind power. And I don't. Thing. I don't. You know, I get they build, build these giant wind generators out in West Texas, and I, somebody showed one that had crumpled the other day. You know, it's just awesome. a clusterfuck. Smaller ones on a smaller scale. Yeah, I don't get. And you know, those things are awful. They're giant and they make a shitload of noise and they're killing all these birds. But if everybody had a small one, just kind of. Yep. It would be nothing. Yep. And, and that could probably, I don't have any idea, 20, 30% of your power coming off of that for nothing. Right. Not, I, I, I don't understand that. That's one of the things. I'm a big nuclear power guy. I wanted I, to make. I'm not anti nuclear power at all. But anyway, but you know why we get, and this is, I wanted to interject this at some point, but you know why we have that deal where it's um, free nights or whatever, the, the power things, because they don't shut the nuclear power plant down. At night, so because it's too expensive to shut down, so they have to leave it drawing a little bit of power. Right, and it's just they had to, might as well burn it off anyway. Yeah, might as well burn I it off. I did not anyway. know that. Yeah, Fun you times. are our nuclear physicist of uh, record. Yeah, there's some things about nu- this stuff that worries me. Um, but anyway, I, I, where, where are we going? Oh yeah, so, so so you're out in Marfa in your storage container, buried buried half <clears> in the mountain. <throat> I've got a ventilation thing running from the top front of it. Maybe solar panels are surrounding it. Three wind wind things generated all around me what about water that's another one okay so you can get my mom lives she has a she lives again just an hour west forward so not in the same area she's got a well that draws water into a tank and uh smells like sulfur that's one of the things i have to go out there and use this bleach on it to stop the sulfur smell um she buys the water that she drinks but the stuff she showers and comes from the well but for a while the well wasn't working and what she would do is just get the stuff and pour it i'd like not to, that not to happen so i don't know the situation out there how wells if you can go a couple hundred feet down and get the wells i, I you know i don't know what the water table is out there i'm sure tell or uh trav can give us some feedback you know, wells are going to draw power. Now, a pump's minimal. Wind pump you can get, right? Yeah, I mean, windmills were, Yeah, that's what they were originally for. They yep. weren't for power. They were to fill stock tanks. Sure. Yep. And so that's definitely something. Now, I don't I don't know Marfa real well. Yeah. Since that's your hypothetical area. I mean, it could be anywhere, though. It's just Marfa's the one. I know. I, it's cheap. There's cheap land out there. But uh, I love that area. That's my favorite area of Texas, that uh, Alpine Even though you want to give it away. I don't want to It's not um, anyway. I see how it is. Yeah, the the comfort level I think is the the major hurdle. All right, but here here'd be my argument. So laptop today, laptop whatever, that provides all the entertainment a single person would need. If you have access to the internet, you have access to I, yeah, free I, books, you have access I, to I don't disagree free with entertainment. That. You know, you can watch any sporting event you want. That guy ten years ago 
it would be a lot more difficult for him to, to have that right. stuff. And I understand. So I don't know what what the level of satellite. I imagine it's a little bit slower than cable, but I oh I, no, it's and you have data caps. Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah. In fact, we switched to satellite one time, and my wife and my kids, and it was faster than the DSL oh, really? we had at the time. Okay. Our DSL is really shitty. I mean, it's like got a squirrel running on a, a wheel to power it. Okay. We switched from DSL to satellite with Direct TV or no Dish Network, and I guess. When the salesperson talked to my wife about it, they told her all this stuff, you know, just a line of bullshit. Yep. And it was a lot faster. And because it was so much faster, they could all stream all at the same time, and they're all watching four TVs, yep. Netflix and stuff. Well, they ran through our data cap within 10 days for the month, and then they throttle you down okay. to where you could check email if there's no pictures in it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was fucked. and. At the time, I was working from home some, and I'm like, we got to go back to DSL. I can't deal with this bullshit. And I, there might be other, you know, options now. I know there's some that are like, it's basically right, it's wireless direct line of sight type things. But we looked at that here recently. We got too many trees around our property that blocked the yeah. line of sight for that. So type things. Yeah, there's a lot more options. But again... I think you're, even if you didn't have TV or anything, let's say you're a, a reader like we are. Yep. That's fine. You could do with that. You can go to town once a month at the library or whatever. I still think that comfort is your overall impact there. And, and if you could scale up your battery bank big enough and your power, then you could probably power a small air conditioner part of the time. That's the only thing that, that I... That and I don't know how the insulation was, but if if it's gotten to the point where the batteries are better than than you you think they are, and I hope, or they're as good as I hope they are, then then maybe this is a real dream. But but maybe it's not. It's, it's mainly the batteries, and I'm thinking is so. And the other thing is, you're going to have to have some mechanism. You're going to want hot water. Yeah. So you're going to need. You know, you can do without having a water heater. But uh, even a tankless water heater, which is just on demand, so you're not burning propane all the time, it has to have power. Yeah. Yep. A tankless so, water heater is what I was thinking yeah. also. You know, we have a tankless, and I haven't you know, ever figured out what our usage is for power on it. I know it's not much, but it's another thing. And it, it's yeah. just a matter of it's just pumping is all it's really doing. So it's not like it draws a heavy load. But that's another thing. As far as... Let's say the last 50 years, there's no doubt it's easier to live off the grid and maintain a higher level of comfort than it ever has been before. I think our Texas climate is not as geared towards that as somewhere in the high country. Yeah. Because you can, like you said, you can always put on more clothes. You can have a big old stack of firewood and a big wood burning stove to stay warm through the winter, but the heat is what would get you. Man, I just wonder if you're surrounded by five five feet of dirt on each side. I don't of think you. a storage container is rated for five That's feet what I'm of also dirt on the top thing. load. Yeah, I know people have done it, but well, actually, I take that back. Is there about about my mom's house or somebody who has a one stuck in a big mound of dirt? Yeah. I don't know no, what I mean, it's for. I, I know that. I mean, I know people do it. Yeah, but I know like they're not meant to be buried, and I know people do bury them sometimes, yeah. but structurally. They're not rated for that. You know, they're rated for thousands of pounds to sit directly on top of it 
exactly where it's supposed to sit. Yeah. But if you sat one halfway, you know, it's not rated for that type thing. They're they're engineered for a certain load being oriented on them in a specific way. Okay. I, I don't want to take away from your dream. No, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I think this is all going to come down to um, the battery situation, if they're that much better. If Elon Musk has gotten off his ass and done what, what I hope he's done. But anyway, uh, so let's put that to a side. This is going to be a completely different conversation, something I've been wanting to ask your opinion on. Do you think that this climate change thing is going to be kind of badass for this area? I think it all, it is. I, have you noticed anything? Do you, I mean, I don't even know if you believe in that stuff, but it seems to me like things have gotten a lot wetter recently. Wetter? Yeah. No. You don't think so? No. Since 2007, we had that great where it rained so much. In these past two or three years, it just seems like it rained so much May, June, and we don't get 100-degree weather until the end of June. And it used to be, I swear, 10 years ago, end of May, we are getting 100-degree weather. And so, they mentioned this on the hard line, too. Yeah, so I've lived here for almost 43 years. Okay. And, you know, I remember the summer of 1980 was one of the hottest damn things ever. And the winter of 79 was one of the coldest. I just just remember ice and ice and ice, you know, things like that. I don't dispute that climates change. Yeah. Because obviously we used to have glaciers and, you know, there's, we're in a, the world is always changing climate. I've got some good climate change volcano Oh, Indian yeah. death causing climate change. Well, I've been listening to some lectures from a guy named Terrence McKenna, who was a an ethnobiologist uh-huh. about plants and how they, you know, the, like the ayahuasca thing we're talking about. He maintained that as the glaciers receded, tribes started following cattle around into this new territory as these uh, cows moved north. And the cows were crapping out dung that had psilocybin mushrooms in it. And they were eating the mushrooms as they're following these cattle. And that sparked the progression of language, the language center in our brain, and facilitated the Boy, evolution. I don't, I don't you know, buy it was, that. It was, I know, I know. It was, you know, like all this crazy stuff. But glacia, you know, glacial recession was a big, pro, you know, a propo- or not proponent. Talking like heavy. But I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of laying in the living room floor. A big component of part of his theory about how language spread and yeah. all this other stuff. You know, it's there's no doubt that things have changed. Okay. And Before you go that crazy theory, can I give you mine? Sure. Before we, okay. Um, I read this book uh, where somebody believes that we went through, you know, the Little Ice Age. Right. Yeah. Somebody well, argues. You know, you know, Explain the Little Ice Age real quick. So it's a period and, from 1600 or so to 1820 something like was that. 80? I don't, I I don't know. Mid-1800s. Yeah, yeah. And so some people argue that the reason for this was, and this is one of the things I always talk about on the, pod, uh, on the podcast, is that we think of Indians as guys moving around in teepees, you know, riding horses and stuff. Before Europeans arrived, the majority of Indians were sedentary agriculturalists. Right. And we had millions in in central mexico millions in the andes throughout really north america and south america who are burning down forests to plant trees and they would do this slash and burn agriculture as a matter of fact when the europeans first show up they noticed like smoke just miles offshore from where these guys are burning prayer their fields so the they'd have these ritual burnings and actually even nomadic indians would burn 
uh, a lot of uh, the grass to to promote buffalo mm-hmm. and um which is a kind of an argument where t- today if you go to my mom's house there's trees but they didn't used to be trees half the people argue it's because we now have firefighters putting the thing out other people argue it's because Indians aren't there setting fires intentionally I mean that's a whole different yeah. thing but back in 1491 you had a lot more people burning stuff on the planet millions 100 million Indians 80, you know, whatever, a bunch of them burning stuff down for one reason or another to slash and burn agriculture. Well, nine out of ten of those guys die. Their uh, civilization collapses. That means less carbon in the air because you have less trees burning. And with less carbon in the air, science shit happens. And it, it's you're no longer creating this global warming. And because of that, the temperature drops on the earth for couple degrees or something interesting i, I, I never don't know had, if i buy it or not I, I never have thought about that i mean it's one of those things where it's easy to go look for causation yeah type things and you have some confirmational bias when i don't know but we I, have I, a lot less ash and ice cores after yes. 1490 uh or after i guess early 1500s right. when the disease starts after hitting. the new world now i mean it's possible i don't know i don't know well, I, I know enough to say that nobody understands climatology See, but people know more than you or I. Like, I guess that's. I know the, that people know more than we do. Yeah, but I also know that modern science is just a hair past medieval science. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I know that we've been wrong time and time again on conclusions and accepted things. I'm not denying that. I'm not denying that man has an impact on the environment at all. I do. Ha- I, my main problem with the climate change movement is there's a lot of extra motives and agendas in play inside of it. Like I, you know, I, this is bragging montage worthy stuff. So I, you know, have dabbled with solar power on small scales. I compost. I, you know, use green. I do none of that. Fertilizer. But I want to criticize I other have a people hi- for I not have doing a hybrid, it. you know, the car that I drive back and forth to the airport and I raise my own chickens, all this bullshit. So I'm one of the greener people on paper that you probably know. Yes. But at the same time, I'm one of the least empathetic to the climate change movement people that you would know. Now, if you... Re- I think you're hating the people, not the... That's exactly what okay. I'm doing. If you repackaged it and said... Let's be conservation minded. Then I'm, yeah, let's plant trees. Let's do this. Let's protect the environment on these things. But don't wrap it up into some socio political wrapping bullshit and try to sell it to me. Especially when the other part of the world says, fuck you, we're growing. Yeah, I know. No, you know? I, I understand the politics. I, I know. Politics are but different than the science. As far as that, as far as your uh, original question, I don't know that we're getting wetter because I don't see that. Dude, I'm okay. I, I mean, I, this is my experience the past I, couple I years. I have not mapped it out. Yeah. I'll get. I'll go buy a rain gauge because I need one anyway. And I mean, I'll this is just... Start tracking for you. Experience here in the Louisville, Grapevine, Denton. Right. I remember a lot more rain back in the 90s. Okay. See, and that's what I'm worried Personally. about is it's selective memory. Uh, but again, my memory is not all that great about that sort of thing. But it does seem to be more a lot wetter back then. But that just may be. I mean, this I w- is probably something simple we could solve. But yeah, yeah, it probably is. Like, but I think back to back then in the summer. I worked outside every day. This is what Ty and I were talking about. So if it rained, 
I was well aware of it raining. Yeah, that's because true. it changed. If it rained all week, I didn't get to do any of the work that I was supposed to do outside, and I had to go do something else. Or maybe I didn't have to work at all, yep. and I still got paid. So I was much more in tune to the outside environment, and if it was super fucking hot, I was much more in tune to that. Whereas now, I sit, I walk outside every few hours just for a break, but overall, except on the weekend, I'm not outside all day. My thing comes from, and this may be me, similar type thing, but I, I had a car without AC for 10 years. And so, like... I did not realize it had been that long. No, no. now I... This one's no, broken. I know, but I know, but I didn't realize that car had not had AC for 10 years. It was like the third or fourth year I owned it, the the truck. So this is actually... I, before that car, okay. there was... I, this That last car, the AC was... There was some issues with it, but the car before it was a Chevy S10, and uh, the AC went out like second, third year I owned it. And I probably could have just... No, it... There was a leak in it, just the same as actually. Now I'm realizing how little AC I've had for a very long time. But, it sounds like that. Uh, but maybe you're more in tune with the environment than I am because of your lack of AC. And that's what I'm think. That's why I think this because. But it could be that I have had, but I haven't had AC. Well, for some years in there, I had AC in the car. Uh, but the S10 for like ten years straight, I didn't have AC, and so it was. Uh, it just seemed like there were certain years. Like I remember that wet 2007. And it just seems like the past two or three years that it's been a lot wetter because it's been a lot cooler, at well, least in June you and know, July. Our winters have been a lot milder the last couple of years, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things where I don't dispute that things change. And, you know, when we were kids, when we were when I was real little, they were worried about a second ice, a new ice age. Do you, have you ever read about that? Yeah. And I've got old issues of Mother Earth news from like 77 where they're up in arms about the becoming Ice Age. Now, Mother Earth News was a lot more pragmatic back in the 70s. It wasn't as liberal as it became. I think you talked about that before. I'd never heard of that before yeah. you guys talked about it. But uh, that was a thing when I remember when I was little because those winters were just bitter cold and hard. Now, you also had in the early late 70s, early 80s, a lot of acid rain talk. Acid rain, when's drug the last addiction, Scrooged. Remember that? Yes. Sorry. When, yeah, no. When's the last time you heard acid rain brought up? Uh, I don't know. A lot of, Scrooged, the right. movie. Yeah. Now, I know that they made changes in coal plants and a lot of different things like that. And I'm not saying that acid rain is gone, but that, that environmental hot topic of the day receded. Then we had the ozone layer over South Pole. And I know that that has, we, you know, eliminated a lot of the fluorocarbons that were being used and we changed formulations. That changed. Now, the ozone hole is still there, but nobody brings it up anymore. No. Now, all right, this may be me being tired, but I have something that will either agree with you or has nothing related to what we're talking about or maybe completely opposite of what you're saying because my mind's shutting down. But, um, like, I guess it would be like seven or eight years ago, we started the fracking and, um, then there started to be these earthquakes, okay? And again, the earthquake's not causing any damage or not killing anybody like you see in California. Well, I grew up in Texas. I've been here since I was 11, on and off. Never had an earthquake. Right. Start fracking. You know, they're pumping water in. I know the process, and I actually the fracking itself. But then I have scientists and stuff telling me it might be this fault line or it might be this or whatever. And I'm like, are you fucking crazy? They didn't do this, and there may be some thing but i'm seeing these things all over breaking into the earth and people are telling me you're no it's something else 
And then the second they stop, earthquakes stop. So it's it's my brain and all the evidence saying it's this, and it is this. I don't care what people say. It is that. The argument shouldn't be, you know, is it worth the economic risk? But right. it, it's they wouldn't argue that this is ca- – the second, I guess, you'd argue that it's causing earthquakes, people to shut it down. But the argument should be, are minor earthquakes worth the economic right. boon or whatever? But I had people telling me to my face, no, you're crazy. I'm not fucking crazy. This is now, it, it, anecdotally, okay. which is is the best that you and I can do. Okay, because we are not. That's in our our, our geologists. Yeah, but anecdotally, when Oklahoma goes from having a few earthquakes, because they always have, because that yeah. fault line's there. You know, we've talked. I I want to say you and I have talked before about how the story of the earthquake that. Changed the flow of the Mississippi River, reversed it. I don't know. I don't. You've you never may heard, have mentioned that I may to have me. Mentioned I, to you, yeah. But I think it was like eighteen eleven or something like that. Huh. An earthquake happened along the Missouri Oklahoma area up there on that fault, and supposedly the river flowed north instead of south for a short time. Yep. I don't know if that's true because, like you've and I, I know we've talked about information isn't always that great from that time. I, I trust a lot of shit from I know that you time. do, but, you th- I mean, I know there's a lot of shit, especially in newspapers. You know, I've read accounts and stuff where, you know, somebody will write, a, you know, a UFO sighting. But the next day it'll come back. No, that was farmer yeah, shithead. I know, so, but, you know, yeah. but if you only see the, fir- the one page and you yeah. don't see the next week's, so that's one of those things... I don't know. I, I never have dug deep onto that to see about it, but it was one of those things I always read about. But there's no doubt that the number of earthquakes in Oklahoma skyrocketed once fracking became yeah. a common practice. So, yeah, anecdotally, I agree with you. There's a direct correlation. Now, again, I'm not a, a geologist that you know of. So, but but what I'm I guess I'm saying is I understand what you're saying in that not you're you can't fully trust the scientific community on, on everything because they, they do have other interests and, and they do, I don't, I don't know, but I, I think my thing is, yeah, I, I, I don't like it when it gets politicized, but I also don't like it when people roll things up into one ball. Yeah. I want it to, and I'm very analytical where I, you know, I don't like my food getting mixed up on a plate. I don't either. So I want to have, and I will eat it in succession. I won't, necessarily take a bite of this, take a bite of that, take a bite of this. I want to, I may sit there and I'll eat all my salad right now and then I'll eat my meat. Yeah, I'd be same here. You're right. So if you want to say, let's tackle the hole in the ozone layer. All right, let's do that. Let's lower emissions from coal plants for smog and for everything else. All right, let's do that. But when you start messing around and saying, well, let's do this because it's a social, um, we want to empower this and we don't, you know, well, that's bullshit. Let's just take the analytical problem that we can analyze and quantify and attack that. And then the sociologist and the uh, political scientists, they can deal with their bullshit. But I just want to deal with the hard analytical aspects of it. All right. I guess this would be the thing. In my, I, I probably would quit after this, but my, my, for my, I'm starting to. Yeah, you're lose, fading. Fading. But, um. So if I think that everybody's saying the evidence is there, um, I don't think it should be sold as are right, the evidence there. This is what happening. Is this good for humans? Is this is good for us as Americans. 
if that's not the case, then we should address it. I'm fading. Uh, but but like, I wonder if it's almost better for, not bad for the United States. Like, it might suck for other people, but Florida, we don't need that shit. Get rid of that. And it makes all the areas in the, in the central United States or, you know, Idaho and right. um, well, you know, there, there's makes been, it badass. Uh, you know, to the point of, think about, I, I don't know that climate change, other than for the people on the coast, is necessarily bad. You know, yes. what what if it changes... For Russia, Canada, and the United States, it might be good. Right. You know, what if now... And that's why I wonder if they're telling me the fight against it is is people... Because I don't trust the rich man, you know? Like, I, I just I just don't. And I'm wondering if they see that this might be economically beneficial, and that's why they're coming up. I The only thing I'm in conspiracy theory against is I think the people who have money know ways to keep money and know ways to... Fool me, the little guy, and uh, get them to do what what they want to keep their money. I, I don't know. I'm I'm again. I'm fading here. I'm not making it clear. Now clear you're just thought. babbling now. Yeah, I am. Well, I want to thank you for for stepping into the gap and helping me out. That way, people don't Let's have to talk listen about to me. something fun before we close this thing out. What do you want to talk about? Fun. What were what else was on our list? Um, I can tell you a joke that my. 12-year-old told me when he came back from Boy Scout camp this week. Sure. All right. So a uh, this is directly from my 12-year-old's mouth. So a father is sitting around in the house uh, one evening watching TV, about to nod off, and his son comes in from being out on the town. And dad asked him, well, how was, you know, how was tonight? Oh, it was great. I had sex for the first time. The dad's like, that's great. Sit down and tell me all about it. I'm sorry, Dad. I can't. My butt hurts. Oh boy, your your kid told <laughs> My you that. Kid told That's me awesome. That. That's a good one. Yeah, we should end on that then. So anyway, email us your thoughts about climate change, or the first dirty joke you told your dad, or anything else, or other questions or things we got wrong because I'm sure we did. If we got anybody out there living the dream off the grid, send in your report, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. And as always, check out Brad on Below the Belt on the Blowout Podcast Network. He and Smiley Ryan do a great job there. And uh, I guess we'll talk to you later. Later. Adios. Bye. I had a lot of fun with that. Do you like to make love with your boots on? You've got attraction that way. Damn it, Earl, you got troubles. People say you've been keeping company with a stripper. But I want to concentrate here on one plant, and that is the psilocybin-containing mushrooms that grow in the dung of cattle. Because I think that if we're looking for a missing link, it isn't a transitional skeleton, it isn't meddling by extraterrestrials, uh, at least not of the overt thousand-ton beryllium ship variety. <clears throat> It has to do with the fact that we began to allow into our diet an exotic pseudo-neurotransmitter that was part of the native flora of the grassland. And I believe that, you know, in the next ten minutes, I can at least make it seem plausible to you that this mushroom was the triggering factor that moved us from being an advanced hominid, an advanced animal, to being, in fact, a conscious, self-reflecting, caring, thinking, dreaming, striving human being. And here is 
my answer to this riddle, where did human consciousness come from? And world-class championship wrestling, I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Salley. Good night from Dallas, Texas.